Just put your love on Jesus. He's here. He's here in our midst. He's here. Son of God is here. Me. They don't 
the desert like the fresh scent of spring. Precious sees your love to me, Jesus, my Lord and King. You're the healing for Nigeria. You're the bomb for wounded hearts. I bow in adoration. My God, how great thou art. You're the longing of my heart. The desire of my life. You are sweetness to my soul. Jesus, my all in all. Oh, you are sweetness to my soul. Jesus, my all in all. You're the fairest of ten thousands. You're the darling of my being. You're the precious jewel of heaven. I love you eternally. Oh, that all men may come to know you and love you endlessly. Pour your wondrous grace upon us till Christ is all we see. You're the longing of my heart, the desire of my life. You are sweetness to my soul. Jesus, my all in all. Oh, you are sweetness to my soul. Jesus, my all in all. So I praise you and I worship. You mean all the world to me. You're my joy and meditation. And your praises I'll ever sing. Lord, I'd like to see your face. How I long to know your heart. We love to know your Draw me nearer unto thee. Draw me nearer And evermore. And grace impart. You're the longing of my heart. The longing of my heart. The desire of my life. You are sweetness to my soul. You are sweetness to my soul. Jesus, my all in all. Oh, you are sweetness to Somebody sing it to him. Jesus. You are the longing of my heart. The desire of sweetness to my soul Jesus my only oh your sweetness Jesus you are sweeter than sugar you are sweetness to my soul Jesus my only you are sweetness to my soul Jesus my own you are sweeter than honey, you are sweetness to my soul. Jesus, our holy Lord, you are sweetness to my soul. Jesus, our holy Lord, you are sweetness to my soul. Somebody, Jesus, my own. If this God is the sweetness of your soul. He is the beauty of heaven. Jesus, my own. Anytime we gather together like this, He is the center of all activity. Jesus, 
Hallelujah. If he is the anchor of your life, the shepherd of your soul, the bishop of your soul, and you know that he is the fairest of ten thousands, and without him was not anything made about your life. To him eternally for his gentle care his tender love his loving kindness anew every morning then you want to lift your voice and begin to bless the name of the lord you want to thank him you want to give him glory just lift your heart lift your All are eternally grateful because we are indebted to him. We are indebted to Jesus. We are indebted. We are indebted to Jesus. How do we know? You can count all your blessings and try numbering them one by one. And you realize you would you will not have They are all free gifts from this good God. So why don't you lift your voice and looking just beyond yourself, thank Him for the life of your family, the life of your loved ones, the life of your colleagues at work, the lives of your classmates. Just thank Him. Just thank Him. Timothy put it this way. Paul's letter to Timothy. Apostle Paul instructed him and said i will therefore that men pray everywhere lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting i will therefore that men pray everywhere wherever you are you want to lift your heart you want to lift your voice and begin to thank god lifting up holy hands without wrath no emotions no unhealthy emotions and without doubting your heart fully focused your attention set on him begin to bless the name of the Lord let everything that has breath praise the Lord praise ye the Lord give him glory give him glory give him glory honor thank him bless him tell him he is worthy worthy of your praise worthy of your honor worthy of your thanksgiving because he is good his mercy endure forever father you are worthy Lord you are worthy father you are worthy we give you praise we give you glory oh we thank you thank you oh god for spicing our lives thank you for keeping us oh god on track in the name of jesus christ not by our mind nor by our power but it's been by your grace oh god that we have come this far we have endured all circumstances of life oh lord not because he will try up every bitterness of any skill or understanding we possess. But by, by your mercy and your loving kindness, O God, you have kept us, O God. We bless you, Jesus. We bless you, Jesus. We bless you, Jesus. Oh, receive all glory. Receive all glory. Oh, Father, me komala water. You are wonderful, Jesus. You are wonderful, Jesus. We bless you, Jesus. We give you glory. Jehovah, you, 
you alone are God, be enthroned. I am that I am. Hey, eternally blessed God, the most blessed potentate. Hey, the God who is, who was, and who is to come. Oh God, we bless you. I am that I am God, a merciful Father. Me komalu atele komayatai. We give you praise. Oh Lord, we give you glory. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. You are sweetness to my soul. Jesus, my only Lord, Jesus is the sweetest name I know. Oh, He's always just the same. Oh, praise His holy name. That is the reason. Why don't you lift up your voice and bless his holy name? Bless his holy name. You can find a reason to thank him, a reason to bless him, a reason to lift him high. Because this God is above all. Jesus because he gave them money because he gave them a breakthrough of a wife or a husband because Jesus gave them a job but as for us haha <laughs> as for us the name is like music in our ears that is what intimacy is about intimacy goes beyond knowing the acts of God to seeking the heart of God in Psalm 103, we realize that 
the as for the people they knew the acts of God but Moses by virtue of intimacy walking with God communing with him spending time 40 days 40 nights with him made him know the heart of God so he knew the ways of God people know God as Jireh some know him as El Shaddai some people know our God as Rapha because he brought them healing Jireh because he, he, he met their needs. He became provider. El Shaddai because he's been all sufficient. He's been their all sufficiency. People have known him as Nisi because of victory in battle. Because of victory in elections. Positions they were contesting for. People have known God as Chitkenu because he has revealed his righteousness through them and unto them but what what how do you know god when he's doing nothing for you when he has not done any mighty feats for for you or in your life intimacy intimacy and until we've known him as i am we haven't begun the journey yet you want to tell god that father clings me purify my heart Make me whole spirit, soul, and body in the name of Jesus. Oh, you tell God that Father cleanse me by the blood of Jesus. That blood that was shed for remission of sins. Father, oh God, by the blood we come boldly to the throne of grace. I ask that Father you purge me, align me my entire spirit, soul, and body in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, cleanse me and align me to the demands of this moment. I receive forgiveness and I thank you that I'm made whole. My heart is cleansed, my spirit is made whole, my soul is purged, my body is cleansed. I'm disconnected from every unholy thing and totally connected and sanctified unto you. In Jesus' mighty name, I bless you, Lord. Now, why don't you lift your voice as we pray in the language of the Spirit together? Yahweh, Yahweh, you are there for me. Hey, you give strength to the weaker. Hey, to them that have no money to increase strength. You give power to the weak, power to the faint. To them that have no money to increase strength. Lord, oh God, increase our strength as we pray in the language of the Spirit. Rekka da da da, rekka da 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 da, rekka da
Holy Spirit, Mariko Isaiah 32 verse 4. Isaiah 32 verse 4. of the rush shall understand knowledge and the tongue of the stammerers shall be ready to speak plainly so shall the and when thou hast found it then there shall be an end and thine expectation shall not be cut off in Proverbs 24, verse 14, also in Isaiah 32, verse 4, and Nehemiah. Oh, everyone is sending Isaiah 32, verse 4. Okay, in the book of Nehemiah 8, verse 8, the Bible says that so they read in the book of the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. We want to pray for understanding. We want to pray for understanding. We want to tell God that, Lord, of all that we have done thus far, this is a declaration you make with understanding. These are the kind of declaration you make that will make you go through the valley of the shadow of death and you'll not be hurt. Because you know He is here for you. 
Understanding. 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 And Philip ran thither to him and had him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understand it. Understandest thou what thou readest? Understandest thou what thou listenest? what you have been listening to what you are about listening to understanding 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 says that and the spirit of the lord when he has come upon him isaiah 11 he shall make him of quick understanding quick understanding when you tell god that father it takes a knowing grant me exceptional understanding in today's word as short as the meeting is or the meeting is going to be grant me understanding 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 deep spiritual understanding and appreciation of the things of the spirit the truth the revelations of your word in the name of jesus the knowledge of the holy one in the name of jesus so i can be an excellent doer an excellent doer an excellent doer an excellent doer one of the things that that distinguish the wise virgins from the foolish ones was understanding or in other words discretion discretion wise understanding or discretion the oil was that of discretion and understanding what kind of understanding understanding of times understanding of seasons understanding of the dealings with the dealings of god with men and understanding of the circumstances of life understanding understanding father give me understanding father grant me deep understanding of your word in the name of jesus they knew that the, the, the groom their master could delay they knew that even if he delays it is there is a tendency for their lamps to go off as they kept trimming their lamps as they kept trimming their lamps there was a tendency for the lamp to go off if the groom should tarry and the only antidote is not to keep trimming it it's a refuel understanding and this made a big difference a very big difference it wasn't their virginity that made a difference discretion so you can be a virgin excuse me to say and be a wise virgin you can be a virgin and be, and be, excuse me to say, a very foolish virgin. You can be a non-virgin and still be foolish, and you can be a non-virgin and be very wise. Hallelujah. Discretion, discretion, discretion. You want to tell God that, Lord, grant me understanding into today's word. Understanding into today's word. In the name of Jesus. Lord, understanding. Oh, understanding, Lord. Holy Spirit, grant me understanding in the name of Jesus. Keep a labado attire. Regadunimi comprenimiata. Ilemos cabellenemacovaya. For a good man showeth favor and lendeth. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Oh God, you have said in Proverbs chapter 2, verse 11, that discretion shall preserve thee, understanding shall keep thee. 
discretion shall preserve thee understanding shall keep thee lord oh god let discretion and understanding oh god keep and preserve us in the name of jesus malama komena kovalo wataya understanding lord increase our understanding in your precepts your word your statutes oh god in the name of jesus in the name of jesus lord grant us sound wisdom and discretion in the name of jesus we bless you lord we bless you jesus we give you praise we give you glory Instruct us unto discretion and teach us, O God, in Jesus' name. We bless you. We give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. If you are here with us, you want to type a faith-filled thank you, Jesus. One that you mean from your heart one that would sound so pleasing acceptable and sweet to the shepherd of your soul the lover of your life amen i saw some of our people new faces join us and um, specifically of special mention i want to welcome cornerstone you're welcome god bless you it's been a, a long time very very long time i thank god for your life doreen you're welcome god bless you every one of us who just joined god bless you amen we are about to move into the moment of the surest prophecy and then maybe the other prophecy that you people <laughs> most people are expecting Amen. Yeah. According to Second Peter one twenty, Second Peter one nineteen and one twenty, Second Peter one nineteen and twenty. All I have is Jesus. Every prophecy must be preceded by that surest, infallible, inerrant word of prophecy. Amen. All right. God bless you. God bless you. So um. The Bible says, we have also a more sure word of prophecy. Whereunto ye do well, that ye take heed. Yes. <laughs> you are taking heed. You, are, you have itchy ears. You are always in a, a ready mood to receive an inspired word. A customized word from God about your life, about decisions, about your next move. But understand that the word of God alone is enough to guide your life to teach you to correct you to, to rebuke you if you make the word of God your teacher and you stick to the word of God long enough you'll be surprised that it will be very difficult for somebody an external person or force to find an error in your life for which they would rebuke you because according to as it first Timothy 3.16 or 2 Timothy 3.16 Bible says that all scripture is inspired by God and it is profitable for doctrine yes it's given by God it, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and it's profitable for doctrine 
for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Hallelujah. Unto all good works. And interestingly, God has called you and I unto good works. In fact, in a greater measure, John 14, 12 talks about, describes the magnitude of these good works, greater works. They are not just good works, they are greater works. Hallelujah. Is Ephesians 2 15 or so, or Ephesians 2 11. It describes or it tells us that we've been, we've been created, we are the workmanship of God created in Christ Jesus unto good works. And the scriptures furnish, the scriptures decorate, the scriptures equip us, equip, and they correct us. How do we know that? The scriptures have in themselves the ability to instruct us in the things of righteousness. Wherewithal with, where shall a young man keep his way pure? By taking heed according to your word. According to thy word. The word of God guides our steps. Hallelujah. Anytime, anytime you find yourself messing so much, you are messing up in life. You are veering from the truth. Anytime you find yourself losing focus, losing sight of the most important things, check your relationship with the word of God. Not your relationship with prayer or your relationship with prophecy or prophets or men of god or apostles know your relationship with me check your relationship with the word of god you realize that you are cheating on the word of god just like people cheat on their spouses or their boyfriends and girlfriends you are cheating it means you are living by other standards you are taking heed to the wrong things hallelujah for we are God's handiwork we are with workmanship created in christ jesus unto good works which god has foreordained before the foundations of the world. Hallelujah. Wherewithal shall a man, a young man, cleanse his way. Understand that the word of God cleanses. It has a cleansing ability. It purifies the soul. It purifies the spirit. It purifies the, the, the body, even the thoughts and the intents. Understand that it is a discerner. According to Hebrews 4.12, it is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of a man's heart. It has the, the, the strongest, most powerful penetrating ability or power more than any X-ray currently in invention or that will ever be invented. Whatever the penetrating ability or magnitude like the word of God. So if you imbibe the word, you have more of the word in you. Jeremiah said that them and I did eat them. And thy words were unto me, or thy words became unto me. That's Jeremiah 15, 16, or 16, 15. And he found, thy words were found, and I did eat them. And thy words were unto me, the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called. described as a Christian but you have no relationship with the Word of God you have no true and working relationship with the Spirit of God you have relationship with God only in church house we want the prophetic word but not the surest word of prophecy Jeremiah 15, 16, God bless you. Thy words were found and I did eat them. 
many are finding the word of God, but they don't eat them. So they have no relationship with the word of God. And until you 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 eat the word, eh, it will not become unto you anything that it promises. You won't experience it. It will be very difficult for a Christian. You may receive thousand prophecies about marriage, but until you look, you search, you dig the scriptures and begin to find all promises of God and the, uh, of God concerning marriage or marital destinies and begin to appropriate them into your life, begin to see God, begin to ask God, begin to pray them. It will be very difficult for a marital breakthrough to just be handed to you into your hand by default. Why? Why so? Because the devil goeth about your adversary. Understand that the Bible describes the devil as your adversary, not God's adversary. Your adversary, the devil, he goeth about. That is his business. As a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. So the moment your prophetic word came up, he showed up. Even when your prophetic, your prophetic word had not yet come, the devil will still show up. See what he did to Job. Job chapter 1, he showed up. He didn't show up in Job's life because Job has sinned. No. If you read Job chapter 1 verse 1, Bible says that there was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. And this man was perfect and upright before God. And Bible says that he, 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 he loved righteousness and he eschewed evil. So ask yourself, why would the devil still go to such a man? For what? What was the devil looking for? So there is no anointing. There is no standing in Christ Jesus that will exempt you and I from the battles of life. There is no anointing that will exempt you from the temptations of the devil along the lines of the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, or the pride of life. No, there is no anointing. There is no covering. There is no relationship. There is no prophecy that will exempt you from any of these things. That is why sobriety is key. Vigilance is key. Watch and pray. For ye know not when the time is. Mark 13 and verse 33. God bless you, minister redeemed. The Bible says in Job chapter 1 verse 1. There was a man in the land of Uz. Bible says that whose name was Job. And that man was perfect and upright. <laughs> perfect and upright. Me, I don't think up to this point in time in my walk with God, I can be described with these two strong words. Perfect and upright. <laughs> For you to be said, and you know that it is possible to be perfect because when God called Abraham under the old covenant, that was a dispensation of the law. It was a period, a, a time of works where righteousness thrived on works. And yet God told Abraham, he says, walk thou before me and be thou perfect. Is it Genesis 17 or so. It says, Abraham, walk thou before me and be thou perfect. So my question, the question I started asking myself, after reading that scripture was why would god call a man in an old dispensation in under the dispensation of the law the law which which righteousness drived on works and tell such a man because there were about 613 laws most of us as christians 
we only are aware of the Ten Commandments, but you know that there were about 613 laws that the Israelites, the, the Jewish nation of Israel, they had to obey. Ceremonial laws. They had civil laws. And um, I've forgotten the last category. The entire 613 could be divided into three, three, three parts, three categories. And God now tells you, walk thou before me, observe all these things, and be perfect. That means that perfection is attainable. It is possible. Job also demonstrated it. Job also demonstrated it. In, in the gospel, Jesus told the disciples, says that, be perfect for, for even I, your father in heaven, am also what? Perfect. So perfection is attainable. There was a man in the land of Uz, in the land of Ghana, in the land of Accra, in the land of Kumasi, whose name was so and so. In the land of Uz, the name of the man was Job. And that man was perfect and upright, one that feared God and eschewed evil. Hallelujah. The secret to his perfection. He feared God. Number two, he eschewed evil. We have a generation of tongue speaking, Holy Ghost baptized, Holy Ghost filled, water baptized, um, fire breathing Christians who love God but don't fear evil. They don't eschew evil. We love prophecy, but we don't love the word of God. We don't love the word of God. And your proof that you love God Oh, God bless you, Mr. Redeem. I now have seen Genesis 17. It says, And when Abraham was 90, 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said unto him, I am the Almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. Hallelujah. Perfection is attainable. Purity is attainable. Holiness is attainable. Demonstration of the power of God is attainable. Hallelujah. You can become true lights. You can become a true light of God in your sphere of influence. It is possible, beloved. It is possible. We like to use our human frailties and inadequacies and shortcomings as excuses in order not to press on toward the mark of the high calling, the mark of perfection, the mark of bringing glory to God. Beloved, when was the last time you heard a word, a strong word on holiness or purity. When was the last time you heard such a word and still stayed to listen and still gave your all? You see, one reason why we don't, we don't preach too much or teach too much about sin in this family, on this platform, is not because we love to sin. No, I don't love to sin. Neither do I encourage anybody. To build a habit of sinning no but you see what also you think of what you talk about the most also becomes what drives the most in your consciousness so in order not to build sin consciousness in the lives of people i don't preach sin too much i talk about holiness i talk about purity i talk about love i talk about intimacy i talk about prayer i talk about fasting hallelujah because attention is currency Hallelujah. And where attention goes, energy flows. Energy flows. 
So if I want the energy of the people of God, if I want the energy of this family to flow towards holiness and purity, guess what the Holy Spirit has taught me to do? It is to talk more about this. Hallelujah. That is why we need the word. We need the word. 2 Peter 1 verse 19 and 20. It says, there is a sure, there is a more sure word of prophecy whereunto you do well to take heed. Take heed. Take heed. Jeremiah took heed and ate those words. Because it is written, is far greater, is far superior to I see and I saw. Or I, I, I see and I hear. I saw and I heard. It is written is greater. It is written doesn't fail. It is written. It is written. It is written. Will enable you to win your battles, to conquer the devil. Not your word of prophecy. You can pray and tell the devil that God, God has told me, man, man of God, I prophesied about my life that I'm going to be a great businesswoman, a great woman of God, a great man of God. The devil will tell you that, and so what? He cares less about whatever you have to say about that. What the devil responds to is the word of God. It is written. It is written. It is written. Where we also have a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto ye do well that ye take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place, until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. You are not growing because you are not taking heed to the more sure word of prophecy. You are not growing at the rate you are supposed to be growing as a believer. Because you are searching for the right things in the wrong places. Or searching for the wrong things in the right places. Hallelujah. Your maturity matters more to God than any any external things you can accumulate as a believer. Your maturity, the maturity of your spirit, the liberation of your soul, the conformity of your body matters more to God. It matters more to Jesus than any physical acquisition or riches you can accumulate any external things you can accumulate because those ones they can't go with you anywhere in eternity the day you pass on or you pass out and you appear before god in eternity when you appear all that matters is how much of the word of god you have imbibed into your spirit how much of the the, the works of god you did on earth and then how accurately you align to the will of god and obeyed god the rest are nothing that is why the Jesus will now say, What shall it profit a man if he will gain the whole world and lose his own soul? External riches. It's not that God is not able to give it to you. God is able. He is more than able. That is why in a part of the Bible, he was known as Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, my provider. He is more than, 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8 makes us understand that, that he is able to make all grace abound towards you. First Peter 5 10 says that, but the God of all grace, after, ye, after that you have suffered a little while, make you perfect. So God is able to make all grace abound toward you. He is more than sufficient. He is more than sufficient. He is your 911 code to dial anytime you experience a need. And he never fails. Hallelujah. He never fails.
sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. Remember that I said earlier that God has called us unto good works. So if you're a Christian and you are doing bad work, or you, you find your, your focus and your attention shifted or drawn to bad works, beloved, examine your motives, check your heart. There is something, there's a loose boat that needs to be tied. Something, there's a, an, an error in the foundations of your love and affection for God, which needs to be tweaked. The Holy Spirit needs to do a repair work. You need a touch. And now unto him who is able to do exceeding, exceeding abundantly above all you can ask. <laughs> Whether it request. But he cares about your soul. He cares about your spirit. God cares about where you spend eternity more than how much you accumulate or ever accumulate here on earth. Because the earth is transient, it is passing. The, the heavens are passing. I'm not talking about the heaven of heavens. No, I'm not talking about the heaven, which is the foot, which is the throne of God. No, I'm talking about the, the, the heavens, the, the, this first heaven, the skies above us. And then the second heavens, which is predominantly controlled and dominated by the forces of evil principalities and powers all these places are going to pass away they are spiritual territories or in physical geograph geographical locations that are going to what they are going to pass away but bible says that but my words will never pass away how much you have received more than maybe 50 prophecies but how much of the word of god have you hidden in your heart jeremiah said thy words were found you are still okay. Don't. Because it will be costly. It will be costly. How much? Thy words were found, and I did eat them. And thy words were unto me the joy and rejoicing. You don't, you have not known true happiness. You see, there is a difference between happiness and joy. There is a difference between happiness and joy. Happiness is a result of physical occurrences and happenings. Okay? It's a product. It's a function of the things that happen to us. Happiness. There is based on the happenings of life to us. What we acquire, what we gain. Happiness is based on the things that we experience. But joy is a fruit of the spirit joy is a product of the spirit that is why joy is irrespective of what is going on in my life or what is going on around me it can't affect my joy because the kingdom of god is not in eating and drinking it is in righteousness joy and peace and joy in the holy ghost it is not in eating and drinking it is in righteousness peace and joy the shalom of god and joy in the holy ghost hallelujah we 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 we, we easily fall into episodes of depression these days have you wondered why mental health has become of so so great importance about six years back about seven years back as much as my memory will help me to recall i know i can recall 
remember very very clearly in a lucid manner that we talk and we spoke less of mental health in fact 10 years back if you were thinking of venturing into anything like clinical psychology i believe i bet you would think about your decision twice because you knew that there were that that field wasn't lucrative it was it hadn't become yet though the health industry was robust and lucrative that wasn't a, a department in the health industry that was going to fetch much but today clinical psychologists are in high demand because of mental health why because demons are plaguing people and what demons demons understand that they are workers of darkness and they are actually dark forces what they cannot stand is light and the word of god is light so the more of the word of god you have in you your heart okay the more light you have and the more terrifying your being spiritually you become like a beam of light a radiant ball of light which they cannot stand so when they come close to you it's two things Either you bow and kowtow, you bow and kowtow, you 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 you, you squirm, and 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 you know go down for them, out of fear because that is the greatest instrument of the devil or darkness, or that you stand up to every force of darkness and let that force know that indeed you are light and they will flee, resist the devil and he will flee from you, let the devil know you are the light. In fact, there are dimensions of light that when you carry, the devil will hardly be able to come near your territory. From personal experience, I have been in places where the presence of God around me has tormented people, has tormented people I consider my bosses, my bosses, has tormented and has brought liberation to territories without a word, without speaking a word. They are there. These this are, you see, there is a dimension where darkness can can become tangible darkness can become so gross it becomes tangible you can hold it you can feel it you can interact with it there is also that realm of seeking god continuously pursuing god in intimacy accumulating one layer of oil and after another accumulating one 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 photon or more and more of the light of god to the point where you become so full of the light of god that is the realm where Daniel got to, having purified himself, having studied the word of God. When Bible makes us understand that by virtue of his light, you know, they testify. The kings, the prince of the kings, you know, said that there is a man in whom the light of the gods dwelt. And this man had understanding into divine matters, into the secrets of times and seasons. Daniel, a man in whom the light of the gods dwell. The man who testified of Daniel didn't know the God or the God to which he would attribute the light of Daniel. So he said that in whom the light of the gods, small g, but Daniel's God was the, the ultimate God, the creator God, capital G. It is possible, beloved, to carry the presence of God so much so that you get to a place and then what happens? Things begin to, to happen. We have read of the stories. Father Nash, stories of Father Nash, Catherine Coleman, how that she could watch, walk into her own kitchen and utensils begin to rumble and fall, knock against each other. It is possible. It is possible. Moses walked with God, interfaced with God so often and so much that his face 
a man who didn't have the spirit of God dwelling in him, walking under grace, and walking under the law, sorry, in a dispensation where grace had not yet been unveiled, because it is in the dispensation of grace you understand that we have the abiding presence of God. Even in those days, they had the omnipresence and then the manifest presence of God, but not the abiding presence. Though a man like David tasted of the abiding presence, it was just the manifest presence. Moses could wear it so beautifully on his countenance, such that when he descended from Sinai after 40 days of interacting, interfacing with God, Bible says that his face shone and the people could not behold him. So up to this day, when Moses is read, according to 1 Corinthians 15, Moses can be read. That means that Moses is more than a personality. Hallelujah. Jesus can be read. Jesus can be eaten. He can be read because he's, a, he's, on the, he's on the pages of scripture. Jesus can be eaten because he's edible. Hallelujah. Jesus can be related to because he is a person. He has intelligence. He has emotions. Hallelujah. The same way Moses can be read. They'll look unto Moses and they begin to what? They, they begin to scream. They, they couldn't look unto him. Just imagine. So it is possible to carry God so much so that territories, people, begin to fear you. One thing I have vowed, one vow I have made to myself is that there is no point in my life where at any point in time I go to stay in a place and the presence of God, the power of God will not be felt in that territory, in that house, that residence, in that locality. No. If there is an evil trend that is happening, that trend breaks from that day because of me. And by the grace of God, we have seen this happen over and over again. Territories where there was armed robbery. I lived there for four years. The whole of the four years. Robbery ceased. Armed robbery ceased. Armed robbery ceased for four years. Human trafficking ceased for four years. I left that territory and I went back there. In about two years later. And then I was attacked because the ruler, the legislator, the prince of God in that place, the intercessor, the priesthood, the one who held and exercised the rod of divine priesthood in that territory was no more. And men of stature have not been able to arise to take over, to take over, hallelujah. And whom shall we send? He had to You can carry the presence of God. Sometimes I can I pray and fast so much so that my light, the light in my room begins to flicker. And then I think that it is by accident. It, it happens as though it's by accident. Then I, I now go to places, I go to work, and the machines, the machines also begin to respond. Electrical, electrical systems begin to just, just, they begin to flare. Things just begin happening. You get out of there and everything stops. Was an insult to his true image. Hallelujah. So when you worship him and you're saying, he walked upon the sea, hallelujah. That's not story. Walking upon the sea was inferior to his nature. Beloved, God is calling us deeper. God wants to take you to a place you've never been and set you up on a rock. He wants to reveal unto you depths of intimacy. 
He wants to cover you, clothe you with greater realms of glory. His glory, His presence, His power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But oftentimes, we are chasing the wrong things. I don't mind prophesying, but I think the other time I was discussing with the leaders over here that whether it is prophecy, word of knowledge, or word of wisdom, I, I don't feel the desire anymore. Because it's like the more people hear, the more they want to hear. And if it keeps, it continues, they will not grow. And the day they don't hear something, that is the day they begin to outsource a word, outsource. They want to hear something and they will outsource that hearing from another source. For the, those who are not matured, they may not know when they've opened up themselves to familiar spirits or to seducing spirits. Hallelujah. But the word of God The word of God is able to make us wise. Timothy told Paul that how that from Paul told Timothy, sorry, that how be able to cleanse you. Wherewith shall a man keep a young man keep his way pure by taking heed? It can cleanse, it can purify. Jesus has sanctified them by, by that. The word of God makes us wise. The word of God, in fact, there are many dimensions. And in times of gross darkness, calibrate your understanding your perception of christianity because for for some time now you, you people have been doing the wrong things over and over and you are being caught up in the traditions of men it is becoming normal to you meanwhile that is strange before god like the sons of aaron offered strange incense to god many are offering strange incense strange te teachings to, to to god and to the people of god and you have been caught up in such meetings oftentimes such that your focus is changing and god wants to recalibrate your heart your mindset your focus your desires your perceptions hallelujah Thank you, Jesus. Father, we bless you. We honor you. Thank you, sweet spirit. Jesus, we bless you. We give you glory. Hi, call him all set. Da 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 
you enlarge the eyes of our understanding. Lord, grant us deeper understanding to your precepts, to your word. In the name of Jesus, deeper understanding, even as you draw us deeper to the place of intimacy in Jesus' mighty name. Many of us, we know men like Pastor Chris, Pastor Chris Oyakilome of Nigeria, one of the, 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 the fathers of faith that I so much honor, I so much love with all my heart, and I so much respect. I have had several encounters with him. I've had several encounters with some apostles of the faith, some of the popular apostles that we know, and then some that we don't know. A couple of heavenly encounters, and then an encounter or a number of encounters with Apostle, um, um, the man of God, Pastor Chris. Do you know that the man is an apostle to this dispensation? But what is his title? He uses a, he uses a simple title and simple name, Pastor Chris. Some of us, we see one vision, two visions, maybe give five, five prophetic words, they come to pass, then we just jump to, in, to uh, confer upon ourselves titles that, is, titles that are not recognized in heaven. It is, not, it, it is not that God hasn't given you a gift or hasn't reserved an office within which he is preparing you to function. No. God has prepared. Bible says, as it is written, 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9, as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor has entered, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. So God has prepared. But understand that matter of fact, that verse of scripture is in the past tense. It says the things which God hath prepared so it's already done it's already accomplished from the, from the foundations of the earth so it is not a problem for god the titles god wants to confer on you but god wants to give you himself first before titles he wants to give you himself first his word first groom you character wise establish your foundation drive your roots deeper in him We see five visions. Then a pastor now all of a sudden becomes a prophet. A prophet just gets a little deep into the word. And then all of a sudden, apostle. They have graduated to apostle. And oftentimes, there is no even um, 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 uh, consecration ceremony to usher them into some of these offices. Well, that is not the focus of my message. The focus of tonight's word is that God is calling us to deeper intimacy. Deeper intimacy. Deeper intimacy. Deeper intimacy. Why don't you get tired of talking about God's generals and the mighty act of, of the men of God in the past? How that John G. Lake, his blood, could be, could be extracted from him and then placed in a petri dish and gems, gems that were responsible for certain infections in a land where he had been, be introduced into his blood in that petri dish and all of a sudden the gems begin to die. It's as if that it, it, it's just as um, penicillin is used to kill bacteria. 
they begin to die. We've heard the stories of John G. Lake, the Catherine Coleman's, Papa Hagen, Ken Kenneth Hagen, senior and junior. We have heard of how that the Queen of Scotland said that he feared nobody, he feared nothing, not even the entire armies of the East assembled against her. But that which he feared, that which he feared, sorry, the most was the prayers of John Knox. We have heard of Father Nash, we have heard of Dio Moody, how that one man could step into a city and then the entire atmosphere begins to shift. People begin to speak in tongues in the market square, in the town, in the open streets, and wonders take place, miracles take place in auditoriums, simply because a certain man has landed in an airport, and he, he is being taken to the place where he's supposed to lodge. He has not even started holding any meetings yet, and the Spirit of God has begun manifesting. What was the secret of these men? What would make Moses' face shine so bright? The people of Israel couldn't look unto him. It was said that when these miracles begin to take place in the city, you see two people standing. One person falls to the ground under the power of the anointing. Then the other person speaking in, in the language of the spirit. Meanwhile, they are at work. I was reading the book, Power from On High, I think three months ago. Hopefully, in the course of the year, I'll be sharing with us how that a man of God entered into a factory where they were pro they produced cloths and all of a sudden the entire place broke out in revival no word no worship song everybody began worshiping some fell on their knee on their knees some began spoke, speaking in tongues and a lot of things started happening the whole workplace was shut down for about five hours five hours and oftentimes when these things began happening the people would now remark dl moody must be in town so that was the signature of a certain man the signature of some men of god will be that they will come to, to town to a territory without speaking a word not having organized any crusade the spirit of God breaks out because they themselves have hosted God. They have communed with God so much so that they have become portals, divine portals and hotspots of the presence of Elohim. Hotspots. Just like your, your phone is able to generate internet hotspots for other devices to connect to, your laptop to connect to. These people have become hotspots for the presence and the power and the glory of God. So it is impossible for them to show up anywhere and the presence of God does not break out. It's an error. It doesn't happen. There are others who have chosen to be demonic portals and hotspots like the, the, the madman of Gadarene. And it's a reality. I have been around people, I have been around people, and I've smelled demons. If God activates your spiritual sense of smell, many of us, we only know of the sight, okay? The spiritual sight of seeing, the spiritual sense of seeing, or, or of sight, the spiritual sense of, he, of hearing, or the ear. 
and we also know of that of um what do you see taste and and uh, and all of that but there is that just like we have five physical senses we also have five spiritual sense, senses which the holy spirit can activate i get close to people sometimes and then just like sometimes i'll be praying i could be praying get so intense in prayer and begin to smell heavenly fragrances or aromas i begin to smell sometimes sometimes angels show up and i'm not even aware and then when i've opened my eyes or i have like i've begin i begin to smell those heavenly fragrances they are not earthly because i know perfumes i've used different kinds of perfumes i've i've had people smell all kind of you know wear all sort of perfumes that i've smelled before these ones they are so nice they are so i don't know what to compare them to and as as i keep inhaling the aroma enjoying the fragrance i become conscious of the fact that angels have come and lo and behold just when i shift my attention there you see the angels all around and you know god is there sometimes you also smell demons on people you smell demons on people at church even in the church yes i smell demons on people witchcraft on people people some witches wear their craft on them proudly the same way we can also become carriers of divinity divinity can tabernacle in you divinity can tabernacle you can be god the the true extensions of god's hands legs ears eyes every part of god but we must pay the price of getting to know him Apostle Paul said, this one thing I do. Beloved, you may do a lot of things in your entire lifetime on earth. But beloved, I would encourage you to become a master of one thing. You may give yourself to many trades, many crafts, many professions, many, many academic proficiencies, several human pursuits, but to become a man, and a woman of one thing david was so we make mention of david every day many people many people don't know but they know david and they know david as a man after god's own heart because he was a man of one thing he said one thing have i desired that inquire in his temple to inquire in his temple one thing have i desired he operated in the sevenfold he was a psalmist he wrote psalms and poems he was a king he was a prophet david operated in the sevenfold dimension the entire thing I press toward the mark. He says, forgetting that which is behind. Forget about the errors of the past. Forget about the inadequacies, inconsistencies of the past. How that you are not having your quiet time. Forget about it. God has forgotten. God is willing to let go. If you renew your mind and your understanding and be willing to, to correct, to make amends with God and tell God that Holy Spirit from today, I make a commitment. I change my heart. I, I, I renew my mind. And I make a vow. I enter into a new covenant with you. That from today, 
I am going to fully submit myself, enroll myself, surrender myself to you in the school of the spirit, in seeking your face every morning, every afternoon, every noon and every night. In the watches of the night, in my sleep and slumber upon my bed, I surrender to you. Never again am I going to miss my quiet time. Never again am I going to treat your word utterly in a high-handed manner. Never again will I give wrong attention, attention to wrong things. I am going to become a man and a woman of one thing. Martha, Martha, thou art worried about many things. Beloved, it is not wrong to be a pilot. It is not wrong to be an engineer. It's not wrong to be a teacher. It is not wrong to be a trader. It is not wrong to be a certified medical doctor. It is not wrong to be an academician or a scientist. It is not wrong to be a pharmacist. No. God also takes glory. He takes delight in the prosperity and the furtherance, the, the profiting of his saints. God takes delight in it. But we must not do these things and end up relegating the most important thing, the one thing to the background. Hallelujah. It will be like casting your swines before, casting your pearls before swines. Hallelujah. May God help us. May God strengthen us. May God keep us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 2 Peter 1, 19 and 20, we have a more sure word of prophecy. Some of us, we can be on social media 45 minutes at a go, 2 hours at a go. You can stream Instagram 30 minutes, 35 minutes, go to Facebook, check your feed for the next 25 minutes or 30 minutes. Then you now go to, um, come to WhatsApp, respond to messages for another 15 minutes, another 20 minutes. In total, spending close to two hours. But when it comes to prayer, it is as if they have assembled all the horses in the world together. And these horses have been assigned to the best of equestrians, and they've been told, the horsemen or horsewomen, have been told to make these horses drag you. In fact, they have been, the horses have been tied to you. And then the horse riders have been told to make the horses drag you from the place of prayer. With the moment you enter into the place of prayer, it is as if something is dragging you. You don't know where that force comes from. But it doesn't want you to pray. If there is one thing about that force, that force just doesn't want you to tarry in prayer. It makes it is that force that makes you feel it, it, it makes one minute feel like you have spent like 18 or 20 minutes. One minute becomes 20 minutes when that force that is at work in your life. When you pray for 15 minutes, you feel as though you have prayed for one hour 20 minutes, and you keep checking the time because that force is at work. And it's not as if you have something very important and pressing to go and do, for which reason you are in a rush to leave the place of prayer. 
Many a times you leave the place of prayer and from my own experience, you leave and then all you realize you are doing is you are now pressing your phone. You are pressing your phone. And you are watching funny videos or checking WhatsApp statuses. Meanwhile, that, that time could have been converted into what? Profitable mileage in the spirit. Profitable mileage in the spirit. Investment in the spirit which yield eternal returns. That in every investment with God in the spirit, every investment with God in the spirit does not yield temporal returns here in the earth realm. It always yields eternal returns. So any moment spent in the presence of God is not wasted. It is never wasted. It is time that is well spent. But the devil knows that the more you spend time with your maker, your creator, your father, the glory of, of, of God is, is on the face of Jesus. He knows that you are going to be able to contract that glory. The devil knows that the moment, you see, 2 Corinthians 3, 18 puts it this way. It says, but we all with unveiled faces, the unveiled faces or with open faces, open why open because the face it means that you have come to the place where your face your countenance and we are not talking about your literal face actually it's talking about the appearance of your heart the face of your heart okay the veil of the flesh has been lifted the veil of sin has been lifted so you are you come to god naked just as you are you come to god being real with god not hiding any motive any intention anything away from god but we all, with unveiled faces or with open faces, beholding as in a glass, the glory of God or the Lord are changed. Beloved, God is always concerned about your growth. The change means that you are going from one level of appearance to another level of appearance. So when it comes to our image, the conformity, of our image to God. God is, is always concerned about progress in conformity. Don't forget that God is a businessman. He expects returns. He expects profit. He wants profit for everything that he has given us. He wants rewards. He wants profit. That is why in the parable of the talent, the, the parable of the talent, sorry, he told the one, that one lazy servant who had one talent and failed to work with it that, is that you wicked or lazy servant, why didn't you know? If you knew you're not going to work with it, why didn't you go give it to the treasurer, to the bank, so that by the time I come, I would have received a profit for that investment. So God is a businessman. Jesus said it too. He says, I must be about my father's business. So, so Christianity is the father's business. It's a business. And the owner of the business is interested in profit. God is interested in prophets. God is interested in prophets. He is interested in your profiting as an individual. That you keep conforming to the, his image and likeness. In Isaiah 40, he is interested that your strength be changed. Bible says that, has thou not known, has thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither, um, he, he neither changes nor grows weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. Then he says that 
they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. The actual tra- translation of that verse, the word renew there is to change. It means they change their strength. God is interested in your graduation from one level to an- another level. When it comes to his power at work in you, when it comes to your, your, your likeness, or of him your likeness of him your conformity to him in image and likeness so it says but we all with unveiled faces beholding us in a glass the glory of the lord are, are changed to the same image from glory to glory are changed to the same image from glory to glory even as by the spirit of the lord hallelujah but they that wait upon the lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings as eagles they shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint beloved there are seasons in life where you run there are seasons you walk there are seasons things can become so difficult you may not be able to run you may not be able to walk but by all means you must keep moving so if it means crawling you must crawl martin luther king jr said this he said if you he says fly if you can but if you cannot fly run if you cannot run walk if you cannot walk crawl then he says by all means keep moving so beloved we must we must keep moving but how did all these scriptures come come into all what i'm saying because the devil knows that anytime we show up in zion we have shown up to the place of our advantage the place of our strength the place of our power the place of intimacy with god he will begin to be bombard our minds understand that the the, the place of the greatest battle in the life of the believer is in the mind of the believer the devil now makes sure he hijacks your mind he makes sure that he, he 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 begins to bombard you with thoughts aside dragging you out of the place of prayer what what all of a sudden something that has got to do with the kitchen and the work you should have done at the back of the house comes to mind a message that is on whatsapp you should have you should have responded to you haven't responded to begins to come to mind all of a sudden the assignment your boss gave you that you have not finished it comes to mind and you don't know where all these thoughts are coming from they are coming from the father of lies who doesn't want you well because your weakness is his strength your ignorance is his profiting lack of knowledge my people perish finally brethren be strong in the lord and in the strength of his might Finally, brethren, be strong because when you are strong, the devil becomes weak before you. When you are weak, the devil looks strong before you. It's a secret every believer must know. he begins to bombard you bombard you because if you are able to master that one thing very well oh there is no battle you will lose no breakthrough you will miss there is no favor that will escape you there is no anointing God cannot give you the crafty serpent of old 
begins to bombard, begins to deceive, begins to seduce until he gets us out of the place of prayer, out of the place of communion with God. Sometimes I even cry and I weep. Sometimes I weep not because I've not had my quiet time, but because of the way I have my quiet time. I can, I can wake up and lie in bed for extra 20 minutes, extra 30 minutes. And then right after that, when time has escaped and I'm, I'm supposed to go to somewhere, maybe go to work in those days or go to um, church or go to town, go somewhere. I'll now rush to do my quiet time. And I just, I do everything in a rush. I seek to bribe my conscience. And then when I'm living, while I'm living, I begin to cry. I'm like, God, why, why did I treat you this way? How come I didn't make enough time for you? Because we can be deliberate to wake up early just to have our quiet time. Like the way we wake up very early to go to school, lectures, it's eight, I must not miss. The lecturer who is supposed to lecture us today, if you are late, he's going to walk you out of the lecture hall. So you, are, you, are, you dare not be late. Why can't we treat God the same? And treat Sunday morning church meetings the same? Why can't we treat our quiet times the same? Of course, there may be times and days. There may be days and times when you have so much on your hands to deal with. Days like that come. Days like that come. And God, having tasted of our human nature in the person of Jesus, having been touched at all three points of human infirmity, knows and understands your frame. He understands the nature of life. He is willing to show us mercy, to compensate for those days. But I'm talking about those days when we have enough time. We have the resources. And still, we don't do much. And you know what's worse? Sometimes you can watch movies. Series. You can watch series, maybe half a season of a series, simply because it has caught your attention and you are enjoying it. But that same day or that same week, it's difficult to spend one hour in the Bible. Beloved, you don't need to be a man of God yeah, movie marathon you don't need to be a man of god or a woman a, a woman of god to spend an hour in the scriptures no if your body feeds on food every day you serve you serve yourself breakfast lunch and supper and sometimes dessert what makes you think that your spirit it is okay starving your spirit it is okay reading the word of God for five minutes and it's not as if 
after reading the word, that five-minute thing you read, you are going to meditate on it. No. Many just rush out of the presence of God and then, according to James chapter 1, they forget the manner of man that they were. They are like that man who looked at his face in a mirror and immediately after leaving forgets about or forgot the, the manner of man or how he looked, the manner of man that he was. No meditation. God is calling us to exploits, but it takes those who do know they are God to do exploits. And how can you know your God without intimacy, without spending time with God? I don't even know what, what how to caption this message because <laughs> sometimes it's amazing how we come here and then the spirit, the, the message just just um, it just goes a different dimension. One thing is needful. You may get the degree, the first degree, and a second degree, and a third degree. Even go to the extent of postdocs, postdocs fellowships. But all these things, they matter less in the face of the one most important thing. The men who would matter in eternity, they are those who have mastered the ways of the spirit they know god face to face they know god in and out they know god through experiences they know god not by the tales and the descriptions of men they know god for themselves having worked with god bible says that enoch worked with god and he was not for God took him. The Bible says that before God took him, he had this testimony. According to Hebrews chapter 11, he had this testimony that he pleased God. How can you walk with a man, your spouse, your wife, your husband, in a way that every day you please him or her, every day you please him or her, to the point that one day you wake up and your spouse is not there because your spouse has been absorbed into you and you have been absorbed into your spouse. And you are you have all become one inseparable organic entity that is a very dangerous place and that is a prayer that jesus prayed in john 17 for the church he says that father i pray that they may all be one just as you and i are one just as i am in you and you are in me that is what happened to enoch he walked with god and he was not he ceased to be because god took him god swallowed him up he mastered the protocols of the spirit he wasn't enoch wasn't working with god because he wanted to know god as jehovah jireh jehovah el shaddai jehovah rafa my healer jehovah nisi my banner jehovah chicken my righteousness he worked with god because he wanted to know him as elohim as i am as the as the god the the the, the lover of his soul How do I know that? Bible says he pleased God. People who are looking for things from God are not people who please God. Because you know when you want something from me, there is a way you compose yourself. You'll not be calling me apostle, apostle. When you want a prophetic word, 
you now be, begin to apostle, hey, apostle, um, um, the other time, some of you, interpretation of dreams, when your interpretation of dreams, the way you approach me is different, it's unique. When we need prayers for healing or anything, it's different. There is a way, a strategy. Bible says that there is a path that seemeth right to a man. But the ends, the end thereof. You see, God has his ways. Men have their ways. The other time we began looking at the highways of God. I taught us that one of the highways of God is love. There is also another highway of God. It is praise. It is one of the highways that God travels. It is impossible to invoke the high praises of God and not be able to invoke invoke the presence of God. God's home address suddenly changes from heaven to your domain, to your territory, or to your room, wherever you are invoking that high praise because he inhabits the praise of his people. The same way. And when you've walked with the spirit long enough, you see, you begin to understand the ways of that spirit the protocols of hosting that spirit you begin to understand the ways of workings of that spirit you begin to you begin to understand the functionality how that spirit functions when you've worked with that spirit long enough consistently he not worked with god and he was not pleasing god he pleased god because he had faith He pleased God because he didn't go to God asking for breakthrough. He pleased God because he, he understood. Matthew 6, 33. Way, way, way in advance. Do you know that David walked in some of the truth and revelations of the New Testament, the New Covenant, way before the revelation or the appearance of the testator, Jesus Christ. David walked in certain high dimensions of truth in his days under a covenant where such things were seemingly impossible. One of those things is hosting the presence of God. How? How can a man in those days carry the presence of God, host God, Of beholding the face of God it doesn't make sense because everything about the law was flesh 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 Bible says great grace and truth came by Jesus Christ hallelujah and with grace and truth comes the dispensation of worshiping God in spirit and in truth so if the, the traditions of men in those days, going to Shiloh to worship God, going to Jerusalem to worship God, and all of those things could still yield a certain result. How much more in the New Testament? But we understand that David still was able to host God. Talk of beholding. That's a New Testament reality. 2 Corinthians 3.18. Beholding the, the, the face of God. He was talking about it in Psalm 27 verse 4. It, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a deeper reality. He spoke about the just. They just, they just. 
Beloved, it is possible to walk with people who are shallow and still be deep. That is one thing I know. That is why I'm careful of my association. Sometimes people think in church, I know that there are some of my church members here. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> when it comes to the truth, I speak the truth as, as it is. Sometimes people even think that, oh, Sami or Chirene Hukakra, Sami shows himself. Like, no. Some programs he will come, some programs he won't come. It's as if he will work with these people, he won't work with these people. Or it's as if it, at certain times when everybody is seated here, he, he sort of isolates himself to sit somewhere. Because I understand, I understand how association works association working by proximity do you know that even by proximity to an anointed man a man of god very anointed you can begin to catch the anointing yes association very very important association breeds assimilation and assimilation breeds likeness So, we are just careful what we absorb. We are just careful what we end up rubbing off on us. Have you, have you ever entered into a smoky room or passed through a place where they are burning bush and there's a lot of smoke and you came out, you walked through the smoke and you came back the same before? Has it happened before? No. The smoke ends up taking a part of your dress or your outfit. Even if you have the, the, the best of, of perfumes on, the smoke has a way of still remaining on you for some time. Associations and a man who has been called for the extraordinary must master the art of being alone and must be content being alone with God, must be content and satisfied, and must be comfortable with rejection. Because oftentimes, oftentimes men like that will face a lot of rejections but it is in the process of rejection that men god also makes such men god picks them up and uses them as cornerstones have you not read that the stone which the builders rejected people are builders they are engineers they are masters at what they build past the pastors of churches the reverence of churches our fathers they are particular people who are their favorites particular people they love particular people who are close to them they mention their names all the time they want to award them even when they have done nothing their preferences even in our own homes our parents have favorite children but you see one thing with god is that he's able to pick the rejected engineers may disqualify that stone because per the 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 the, the science of their art and their crafts the stone is not it's not shaped well it's not well fitting if they, they those engineers also check the strength of the material of that iron rod they realize that this is in, of inferior quality so if we put it or we use it to to we, we fix it in 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 the process of erecting the beam of that building of that part of that part of the building that beam is not going to be strong so what do we do let us cast let's cast off that iron rod and go for one of greater diameter Thinking it will be strong. That is what will make it stronger. Let us throw away this stone. Because it don't fit. It's not fit. This block is not well chipped. But God, the master craftsman, the one who builds all things, according to Hebrews chapter 3 or Hebrews, Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 3 verse, verse 4, or Hebrews chapter 3 verse 2. The Bible says that 
every house is built some by some man so understand that men are builders but he that builds all things my god my god every house even this house of burning ones is being built by some man or some men but he that builds all things the one who is truly building burning ones is god and that man when he builds the building doesn't collapse in according to matthew 7 when that man becomes your foundation and a, a part of that building the storms will come and beat against your house your structure your edifice your nice architectural edifice they'll beat against it it will not fall it will still remain standing the storms will come the winds will come beat against that beautiful structure or house of your business that edifice of that beautiful business you have started and it will remain standing firm and strong why because the builder of that is god for except the lord builds the house my god the builders build but in vain except the lord keeps watch over the city hey the watchmen they watch they watch with all of the the best apparatuses for security surveillance but in vain they still miss out on things great theft great thefts and dangers to the territory beloved if there's one person who is able to keep us who is able to build us who is able to help us it is god abandon yourself to god and you will never be abandoned by god abandon yourself totally in total surrender total surrender to god and this god will never abandon you in good times he is god in the valley of meribah at the, at the place of mara he was god he, is, he still became god when they got to canaan he was still god in egypt he was god wherever you find yourself god can still be god in your situation if you would allow him to be but we must seek him we must seek him how do we seek him with our our whole heart jeremiah 29 verse 13 to seek him and to find him we must seek him seek him with all of our hearts with all of your emotion emotion your affections the same affection the same desires that you love your boyfriend your girlfriend with god wants not just a part of you just like the nature of enzymatic activities in the in the body of a human being or in the bodies of living things it is all or none all or none until he is lord of all he is not lord at all and the price for all of god is all of you not some of you the price i have to pay for all of god is all of me not some of me the price i must pay for all of god is all of me not just some of me jeremiah 29 verse 13 and he shall seek me and find me when he shall search for me with all of your heart 
I won't compartmentalize my heart and give a part of my my heart and my life and my affections to some things and with and give the rest to God and hoping and be hoping to find God. of prevenient grace <laughs> let me share a little bit of my theology with us God is the one who draws us first that is why we see in songs of Solomon 1 4 it says draw me and we will run after thee God draws us by his love the first time Romans also says that while we were yet sinners Christ died for us Christ died for the ungodly the just for the unjust. That is God saying that at the point where you were not able to come to me by your own strength and by your own self, I set the door open and I reach my hand out to you to bring you out of darkness into my light. But after you've come there, you must learn how to seek everybody must be a seeker when it comes to intimacy you must learn to seek more than you learn to ask and you learn to knock you will seek me and you'll find me if you seek me with all of your your heart
Yes, good question. You will seek me. You will seek me. How do you seek the Lord? We shall be looking at, at that in our fourth path of our the fourth part of our teaching on intimacy with God. We will look at seeking how to see God or seeking the face of the Lord. In the part three, we shall be looking at the oil of intimacy. There is, there is oil for intimacy. The oil of intimacy. Then we shall come to how to seek the face of God or how to seek the Lord. Practical ways of seeking God in intimacy. Hallelujah. There are many examples scattered across scriptures. How people sought God and they found him. We understand that we, when we get there, you understand that God's, God is a God who has mastered the art of hiding himself. God hides himself. Hallelujah. He doesn't only hide things from us. According to some, is it um, I, Proverbs 23 verse 1 or Proverbs 25 verse 2? He says that, he says that it is the, the glory, it is the secret of God also to hide a thing, a matter, and it is the honor of kings. To find or to search out matters. Hallelujah. So God hides things. The reason why he hides things is that he's not hiding those things from us. He's hiding them for us. For us to seek and to find. We find them and we say we have found revelation. Uh -huh, Proverbs 25 verse 2. Oh, thank God. I thought I was wrong. It is the glory of God to conceal a thing by the honor of kings to search out a matter. And do you know that you are a king and you are a priest unto God? So he gives you the grace to search out, to seek, so you can find. Hallelujah. Not only matters, but there is that such thing as seeking God. Because God also hides. He doesn't only conceal things. God hides himself as well. God can hide himself so that we can run after him. We'll, we'll search for him. Then he moves a little deeper. He withdraws a bit. Then we go after him like that. That is how he woos us. Like the way when women want to woo a guy or a guy wants to woo a woman and the woman wants the guy to, to get closer to her or she, she wants to test the, 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 the tenacity and the seriousness and the, the depth, how strong the love of the gentleman is. She will intentionally sometimes not answer his calls to see how he's going to behave. He will sometimes give excuses that she's busy when the gentleman wants to meet with, with, with him. And uh, with her, sorry. Sometimes she, she's going to, she will see you online, you see her online, you message her, she won't, she won't respond. Sometimes she will come and respond the following day. Sometimes she'll give you blue ticks. Those are similar to the dealings of God with men. Thou art a God that hidest thy, thyself. So it's not surprising that women behave that way. So beloved, I want you to press the plus button beside the name burning ones to follow us. You've been listening, you've joined us and God has blessed you mightily. I'm only a vessel. A, a humble servant of God. They call me Apostle, Apostle Sam Caris. I call myself Samuel. Um, we thank God for His Word and the presence of His Spirit in this place. I've not had any notes, <laughs> interestingly. No notes, no scripture, nothing. 
It's just God speaking and speaking and speaking from beginning. It's exactly two hours now. God speaking from the beginning. Hallelujah. Yes. Hit the plus button. Follow us so that when we come for our next meeting, we shall be teaching on how to seek the face of God, or how to seek the Lord in intimacy or through intimacy. You'll be able to be blessed. And we have several episodes that we have published. Amen. We've published more than 200 episodes of teachings for free. They are available on the podcast. Once you click on the icon, Burning Ones, you look beneath the dashboard. Right now we are live, so you're going to see live. And you're also going to see published podcast. But once this live cast, if you are listening to the recorded audio, you are going to see um, live cast and you're also going to see published podcast. You are going to, you want to click on the published podcast and then it is going to open up a dialogue of many, many rich resources of teachings on on understanding and dealing with strong and stubborn gates of delay and hindrance and so many other things amen people of god a few seconds to the end of the podcast may the lord bless and keep you may the god may 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 god cause his face to shine upon you may the lord lift up his countenance upon you and be gracious unto you may elohim grant you peace in jesus mighty name i'll see you all god willing tomorrow tuesday we are meeting yes it's tuesday but we shall be meeting at 22 30 gmt 10 30 pm west african time or ghana time until we meet again i love you all shalom keep burning for jesus talk to somebody about jesus bye bye bye